0: feeling much better today, Rocky. Oh, wow! it's going to be a guy. good show. Thank
1: yeah. God. It's <laughs> better. It's <laughs> good. I love it. I love I <laughs> Welcome to the Rocky and Leify Show. We are glad to have you with us today on this beautiful night. Um, We have a lot to talk about. Wow. To talk about. I, I, so I would love to listen to this song all day. I got to listen to
0: this but, song all day. The
1: truth is that we have so much to talk about that we must shut Eddie Grant off <laughs> for just a few minutes. All right, all right. we'll, and him. we'll let And get him to go. our content that we have today. So much to talk about. Thank you for joining us. Before we get started, please subscribe on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, several other platforms. Thank you so much for all the subscriptions you've had yeah, so thank far. You, thank you, thank, thank you, you for all the listens. We appreciate all the fans, all the texts. Everything is great. And of course, you can always text us at our Make Me Hotline, sponsored by Make Me Official. And the number for that is 810-990-6253, 810-990-MAKE, which is an easier way to remember that. Let's get started. Um, we want to talk about, we want to start talking about college basketball. It is March. We don't talk about it much. It is March. Um, we're, we're going to talk about a lot more. March, March it's coming. March. As as you would have seen from the, the from the name of our of our last previous podcast, March, March has, has begun. begun. So everyone should know that March has begun. We want to talk about a few things that happened the last few nights. Number one, Virginia on Monday night. Um, Virginia won, so they need one more victory, and they will get the regular season title in the ACC, it's just, it's, which it's, is which is which is huge for them. It's huge uh, for them. They get the number one seed. They get they get to play e- easier games in order to get to the finals. Eventually, uh-huh. we'll have to play Duke or UNC most likely. But at least in the beginning, Duke barely, barely beat Wake Forest at home. Only beaten by one sluggish game for Duke. Pulled it off. UNC won. UNC beat Boston College. So all three teams won.
0: Yeah, and by the way, that sh- I don't know if you <coughs> saw the shot by, in the Duke game. That ball rolled around there for a couple seconds. And I was like, go
1: in, holding go their breath. in. Holding I was their like,
0: oh.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It, 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 was, it, was, it was good for Duke. Lucky for Duke. Yeah. They, they're in the win column. And we need, we, we, we there's a lot to talk about here because first of all, the ACC as it stands, like you said in the last podcast, you made it clear that you believe that whoever wins the ACC tournament, whoever wins the mm-hmm. ACC tournament is going to go ahead and be the number one and seed. be num- and be the number one seed. So, I don't know if Virginia wants to be the number one seed though. Again, bad last luck. Time, last time, I heard yeah, that. but look at it. <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds of losing as a number one seed two years in a row? It's so unlikely. It's, I mean, if it would them,
0: happen, I, would, I wouldn't would. it. And they lost it, by yeah.
1: 20. I mean, okay, come on. You can't you can expect <laughs> a repeat of that, but you never nah, know. You're right. Maybe the curse is upon them. Anyway, what I really want to talk about is because the ACC is clear what's going to happen. Whoever wins that tournament is going to win, despite the fact that we still have yet to um, play the last game of the season, which is Duke and UNC in Chapel Hill on Saturday. But despite that, whoever wins the it's tournament... Be an exciting it's, game. <coughs> definitely. Do you know what time that game starts? I, think, I believe 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. I believe six o'clock. That's actually, it's fall. Fo- it's following... A Michigan-Michigan State game, which is also an imperative game. But what's it's, interesting... Wait, which one's first? I think Michigan-Michigan State is first, I believe. Well, early in the day, that's going to What's interesting I mean, is that those games game don't basketball. really mean that much. Because if one of those teams end up winning their respective conference tournaments... Right. They get a number one seed either way, I would think. Right. Anyway, talk, speaking of Michigan-Michigan State, Purdue, who w- would have been... Was in line. Yeah, we need some sound effects for that. Was in line to be the regular season champions for the Big Ten. Lost. They got upset by Indiana. And no, I remember the final scores. Was, wasn't Minnesota. I'm sorry. They got upset by Minnesota, and right. Minnesota's now. I I think. I think a lock for the tournament. Pretty much, um, they have eight conference wins, nine conference wins. I think if they win one game in the uh, in, in the Big Ten tournament, for sure they'll get in. They're already even before they got the Purdue, when they were already a, you know a pretty good in a pretty good position. Anyway, talking about Purdue, we said if they win the conference tournament, they might have a chance of getting the number one seed. That's in the trash now. I think we can agree. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Purdue is 22 I, I and 8. Even if the they win season. the even if they win the Big 10 tournament, I wouldn't put them even
1: in a two. I think one, their two, ceiling is two now. I think their ceiling is two see, now. Okay. I think if I, they win I,
0: I'll, I'll 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 predict a three if they win it, the the Big 10 tournament.
1: Really? You're predicting a three cuz I think yeah. I think they're going to get a double bye in the Big 10 tournament for sure. Okay. Because they are in order to get a double bye you need to be a top 4 seed. They're not they're 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 tied for number 1 right now, you know, and they're two games ahead of the fourth seed, Wisconsin. So I still America. believe that Purdue's going to... So and if they possible, do end up yes. getting... If they win their last game of the season, and then they win the Big Ten Tournament, I think two is their ceiling. Michigan and Michigan State, however, can still go up to the number one seed, being that they have... Purdue, in the regular season, is 22-8. and eight. Great conference record, but they're still 22-8. and eight. Michigan and Michigan State have much less overall losses than that. So they're going to get... Michigan only losses have come in the conference. So they're going to get a lot of respect for that. Anyway, we can all agree... That with Purdue out of the equation, it's going to be Gonzaga, yeah. it's going to be the winner of the ACC tournament, whoever it is, Virginia, UNC, whoever it is, it's going to be Michigan or Michigan State, and it's going to be Kentucky and Tennessee. Okay, we talked about last week whether or not, what happens if Michigan or Michigan State, what what happens if another team in the Big Ten ends up winning that, that conference tournament. Right in the Big Ten. Right. So we talked about that last week. We won't get into that so much today, but you can check out last week's podcast to hear a little more on that. Right now, I want to talk about a very interesting concept, and this is something me and Meister were discussing, and we we had we found a little bit of a disagreement on it. Who should get the rights? So we know there's a rule in college basketball that allows teams that win their respective conference tournaments to enter as an auto bid into the conference into the NCAA tournament. Right. We know that's a rule. I don't like the rule, personally. I'll tell you why. You work the whole season, 30 games, 35 games, to build up, and, and 20 conference games, to build up this resume, to build up this record. And let's say you're a low-conference um, team and you don't get much respect, and other than winning your conference tournament, you don't really have a chance of making the tournament. Right. It's not fair. Let's say you, you're, you go 18-2 and two in your conference tournament and you still don't make your... your um, and you still don't make the NCAA tournament. That's not fair. I believe that the regular season winner of the conferences should be awarded the auto bid, the, the auto bid, rather than the, the winner of the conference tournament. I'm trying to abolish all conference tournaments when it comes to NCAA. I don't agree with the concept of a conference tournament. I think it's it's good for money-wise it's good for the NCAA that's why they do it but in terms of fairness in terms of which teams deserve to make the NCAA tournament I hear why you would want a team from every single conference to make it because you want you want little-known teams to get recognition nationwide however I still believe that the team that consistently wins throughout the season is much better than a team that just wins four games what do you think about that? Do you think that the conference, the winner of the conference tournament, should get the auto bid, or the winner of the regular season should get the auto bid in their conference?
0: So, like, I so I hear I hear your argument, and I'll tell you like what I've told you before, where I believe where that a team, how would a team who's not in a great, a team like UMBC last year, or a team like uh, Vermont, who or or, or or from or anyone from anywhere, right? How would they ever get into? to anything mm-hmm. if if it was just the top 64, whatever, or give No, or but that's
1: what I'm saying. I'm saying that, y- of course, you should allow these random teams from random conferences to enter into the conference tournament as an auto bid, but it should be based off of the regular season record, not off the conference tournament. I don't like the concept of a conference tournament, tournament at all. To let you in. It's not good. You, you go. You get, You get. win four games and you get an auto bid? That's not fair. Win the majority of your 20 conference games, now you deserve an auto bid. 20 right. ga- a 20-game sample size is much bigger than a five game sample size. Do you not hear what I'm saying? Even, and you mentioned UMBC. UMBC was number two in their conference last year. And they happened to so, win it all. And, and, so, and, and they, and they happened and they always lose to Vermont. That was, that was a, 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 a stumbling block for them that they finally overcame last year. Crazy game winner in the conference yeah. championship. Yeah. We all saw that. But these teams, UMBC was number two. It's not like they're a no-namer within their conference. They, right. they have the wherewithal to win their conference, as we saw last year. They were 12-4, and four. Vermont was 15-1, and one, but they were number two in the conference, right? With that being said, I think that the winner of the, of the, of the regular season in, the, in terms of the standings should get the auto bid, not the conference tournament. That's just my opinion.
0: So, okay, so I hear what you're saying. So
1: Abolish all conference tournaments. It's stupid. Right, so you're not like conference It's for money. Now. It's
0: for money. That's what I think. It's for money. It's, it's a marketing campaign. It's definitely a marketing campaign. Um, so, <coughs> like I said, I, I don't agree with it because at the end of the day, you have to beat your conference and, and tournament, I mean, tournaments in general are so much. That's why, that's why the NBA playoffs first round... Don't have so much viewership, and the second round so, so it depends obviously the matchups, because it's sometimes it go to seven games, and then it's like, first game is like, eh, but like think about it in football playoff football everyone's in on playoff football. Yeah,
1: but you're making the argument it's of one viewership. And done. You're, you're making so it so is money viewership, thing. So like we said, it's, it, it's a, a money, money thing, thing. But Kate I'm not saying the NCAA... Okay, you're right. I, I previously said... Th- I said the NCAA should abolish conference tournaments. Let me take that back. I'm not saying they should abolish it for but their sake. Because for their sake, it's very entertaining to have a conference tournament. And it produces a lot of revenue, obviously. I'm not saying to abolish it. I'm saying from a fairness perspective, you should abolish it. Because, what, as, as I said many times, and this will be the last time I say because I'm getting a little repetitive. <laughs> right? What is more fair, allowing the team that does better out of a 20-game stretch to get in right. or allowing the team that does five, better out of a 4- or 5-game stretch okay. to get in? Okay, it's so, an easy answer.
0: Yeah, oh, it's, I So from a answer.
1: fairness perspective, you should abolish all conference tournaments. That's what I think.
0: Okay, so another suggestion would be to the team both... Now, obviously not talking about um, you know, teams like from the American East, like UMBC that, that was in and, and these little conferences um, and stuff like that but the teams like from the ACC and the Big 10 and the, and all the big to- the big conferences it should be both the winner of the regular season
1: should automatically get in which by the way they do well those big conference tournaments is not an argument either way because i don't know if there's ever been a situation where a winner of the ACC or a winner of the Big 12 or a winner of the Big 10 10- in the regular in. season, didn't get in. Right. So and, and I don't know if time. there's a so situation where they didn't get a top five seed. So exactly. So my point is... So that, that's not that, 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 that's so not, you, not even a part of the no, argument.
0: No, because you don't... So either way, the, the the winner of the regular season gets in. Now, the seeding is a different story. So you're saying a higher seed... I'm not because talking because about the
1: seeding. I'm not talking about the higher conferences. I'm talking about those lower conferences that get the auto bids. Great stories. There's always these teams that come out of nowhere make a Final right. Four run, this, that. And we saw UMC with the big upset last year. We know Butler. All these teams have had crazy runs. But they should only have the wherewithal to do that if they earn it in the regular season. If you have four good games and catch fire, it's cool, but, like, you really okay. deserve to make the NCAA but tournament. But
0: usually, but usually, the team that wins their conference tournament usually is the best team, usually. That's
1: not true. That Yes, but not always is it true. And as a result, we see... Some utter, we, okay. There's 32 games in round one of the of, of the NCAA tournament. Obviously, we're gonna have blowouts. That's just the way it is. There's right. 32 games, but I think it, we would limit the blowouts by having more competitive games of as a result course, of allowing course. the team with the best record in the regular season. If you do better o- over a stretch <clears throat> of 35 games, if you have a good record, for example, Vermont last year had had a 27 and eight record. Very good. Over 35 matrix and didn't make the tournament. Whereas UMBC was 25 and 11. Yeah, but the, but the American East in general is... They goes, had one... Cause they had one loss within their, to- within their conference. Right. Allow them to c- go in and they can compete. UMBC was, 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 was the exception because they pulled a crazy upset. But in general, allow a team like Vermont to go in and they can actually compete with some of these higher teams from the higher conferences. Yeah, it would make the NCAA right. more competitive.
0: Right, but I, I, don't, so I don't like that we're using the Vermont UMBC <coughs> example because in the past, usually Vermont is out in the first round because they usually get the 16 seed or 15 tops, the 14, you know. So yes, there are little tournaments out there. there are, not tournaments, there are conferences out there that should have uh, better teams. I, I, so I agree with you on that. But I think I think at the same time, it doesn't really mess anything up because tell me the last time you saw a team that, that should have been in the tournament that wasn't. Maybe they didn't get a one, two, three
1: happens seed. happens all the time, the bubble teams. What are you talking about? No. should have been in the tournament that wasn't the Not should have been, but but really no, deserve, listen. I don't deserve, follow all, these, deserve, I don't follow I accept, all okay. these small conferences. I'm talking about logic right now. I'm not right. talking about history. Okay. I'm talking about logic. Logic says that doing better over a 35 game stretch says a lot more about your team than does doing better over a four game okay. stretch. So okay. I hear
0: your argument.
1: Let's move on. Um I want to talk a little NBA. Let's let's let us let us let us start with the, 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 the Celtics Warriors played what played Tuesday night. Uh, played Tuesday night, <laughs> almost forgetting a little here. We and we do
0: this on Thursday. Celtics special, right. not a special though. But Rocky's leaving us so, <laughs> vacation. Yeah. Anyway, the Celtics it was Tuesday night. Don't
1: give away too much personal yeah, information. Right. But <laughs> didn't yeah. say where. Didn't say where. I am going. I was. I'm going to LA tomorrow. I need to brag that I'm now going. Now we're down LA. to 49. Down to 49. Oh shoot. <laughs> 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 I, will, I need to brag I'm going to L.A. So I'm going to La La Lynn tomorrow <laughs> to watch LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to the Lakers games. i only be there for a few days. I should. I should. I see those guns. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, LeBron James and the Lakers last night, or, or what was it? It was Monday night. Monday night oh, yeah, like squandered yeah. any chance they have By of making soon. the playoffs. Yes. Why? Because they lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Suns of, uh, two nights before that. They' are five games back in the last comedy they seed under 18 games to go they're finished. Can we agree on that? they're finished I agree now
0: if there's anyone in the entire in the NBA who can pull this off
1: it would be LeBron James now like
0: I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Lakers went on a run. I'm and, sorry and won I,
1: LeBron is the best player I've ever seen, but that does not necessarily mean. That he can do it. That he can do it. Yeah. But
0: if anyone can do it, it's LeBron, and he can go off and just somehow win the next, whatever, 12, 13, 14 games, whatever, yep. to the season, and he can just go, do, that's it. And He somehow, has to go
1: 15 and 3 or something. I still haven't number is. down the stretch to even have a chance. I mean,
0: obviously, probably not. The, the chances are probably under 1%. Not, I give them 2% because LeBron James. I, I saw a number
1: that they have a 2.2% chance to get the first overall pick and they have a 1.1% chance to make the playoffs. So they have a better chance to uh, get Zion okay, Williams. Zion. Williams. Uh, LeBron would be quite happy with yes. that. You yeah, think? No. So, but, but talking about more relevant teams, the Celtics demolished the Warriors Tuesday That was night. an unreal game. Demolished. Team. Great performance by the Celtics. Gordon
0: Hayward. 30 points, I believe. Gordon
1: Hayward coming out of his shell. Unbelievable. So you, as you all know, I'm a huge fan of the Celtics. I have repeatedly said that they are the biggest threat to the Golden State Warriors. Not that they are Threat, as I always say, but they are the biggest threat to the Golden State Warriors, the second to best team from top to bottom, in my opinion, in the NBA. Have had their struggles this year, yes, mighty so. struggles. Kyrie Irving with his leadership questions and this that his performance on the court has and, been and unquestionable. Agency.
0: A lot of free agency but, questions, and yes, know absolutely.
1: But from top to bottom, we've been through the roster. We know what Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and now Gordon Hayward's coming on, and Marcus Morris clutch shots. We know what they all can do, questions, right? Can they stay Question it is, and I and I is this okay? So there were two games last night: Rockets Raptors. Celtics-Warriors. I think Celtics-Warriors can very well be a Finals preview. rockets Raptors could be too, but the problem is that the Rockets aren't necessarily going to be the Warriors. We'll get to the Rockets in a second. But do you think that the Celtics-Warriors can be an, an NBA Finals preview from last night? Now, here's what I think, okay? I personally think, yes, absolutely. I've repeatedly said that the Warriors, the Celtics are the biggest, as I said, the biggest threat to the Warriors. From top to bottom... There's no Even from top to bottom, I would say the Celtics even have a better roster than the Warriors. But the problem is that the Warriors' starting five is so freaking good <laughs> yeah. that it, it doesn't matter how good your bench is. And not like the Warriors have a slouchy bench either with Iguodala and with Sean Livingston. I mean, they still have pieces of the bench, of course. The Warriors are incredible. But could the Celtics... So I'm going to go ahead and say that Celtics are going to come out of the East and play the Warriors in the NBA Finals. Could the Celtics compete with the Warriors? No, they'll lose in five, in my opinion.
0: Five? five. So I was going to say, and I said in, in previous... I've said previously that <laughs> the Bucks will make the finals. <coughs> now, I also said a green team will make the finals. So it's either going to be the Bucs or the Celtics. <laughs> okay, okay. That so was you're, my... you're
1: leaving it open-ended.
0: Yes. So, um, but like Max Kellerman said today, he said that the Celtics, like you said, are the biggest threat to the Golden State So we Oregon. heard
1: Max Kellerman saying this, and our first reaction was, obviously Max um, listens to the show. Obviously Max right. listens to the <laughs> show. Thanks, Max,
0: if you're listening. Shout out to you, yeah. Max. Everyone go give, follow Max Common on
1: ESPN. Yeah, Max Common, uh, very intellectual guy. Yeah, I really love, love, love Max Cummins. Yeah, right. Yes. On first take, listen to the podcast. Very nice. Um,
0: but at the same time, if the Bucks were to make the finals, I think I would say four, five games against the Warriors. Pending the Warriors, obviously, probably going to make it. But the Celtics, on the other hand, were to make it, it would push it to six or seven games, and I don't know who would win, but I would assume the Warriors would win, only because. The Celtics. Now I want to watch the Celtics in the playoffs because if the Celtics can go through the playoffs with ease, and and it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to. There's going to be the Seventy Sixers. There's going to be the Raptors and the Bucks. You're probably not going to play all of them because one of the other ones will beat them. But those are the three other teams in in the East who are really really good, right? So so they're going to give them a lot of trouble. The Warriors, on the other hand, yes, you know James Harden and and, the, and Chris Paul and the Rockets will give them a tough time. Uh, the Thunder can probably give them a tough time. Any of those teams, in, in, even the Spurs can just, because Greg Popovich, can figure out a way to give them trouble. So I would say, but the Warriors would have a lot more ease, and the Warriors will have a lot more rest going into the finals than the Celtics will. But I do believe that the Celtics could take this to seven, and maybe even... Take
1: the Warriors to seven. Take
0: the Warriors to seven, Whoa. And, and even beat them. Now, obviously... I love the
1: Celtics, but I wouldn't go that far. Now,
0: obviously, the Celtics, depending on <coughs> how much rest they get, depending on how they look in the playoffs, and, and... They have
1: a much harder road. But they are the clutches team in the NBA. boom, boom. They are, which is why I think they'll show up in the playoffs.
0: Yes. And Brad Stevens is going to, they're going to, not even Brad Stevens. I believe that all this media and all the whatever that's going down in the Celtics locker room and all the, all, you know, all the issues they have, when it comes to playoff time, it's a different type of game. We all know, like, LeBron James has playoff mode and the Celtics will have their playoff mode. And everyone, no one's going to, you're not going to be asking Kyrie Irving in game, you know, after game five of, of a Eastern Conference finals, be like, so, Kyrie, you know, what's your plans for next year? He's he's super focused. They're going to be so. And Gordon Hayward has that. We know Gordon Hayward has the potential to play like he did last night. So, I wouldn't be shocked if this is how he's going to play coming out. Now, maybe it was just a lucky game. He has had a few really good games this year. And he's had games where he was absolutely horrible. But, Gordon Hayward has this potential. Gordon Hayward, the Celtics got Gordon Hayward because they saw that in him. The Celtics are a big threat. Not even to just... The Warriors—they're a big threat for the future. If they can lock in Kyrie Irving next year, now we do. Have, we had a lot of people to, uh, over over social media asking us to speak about the NFL offseason and the NBA offseason. But we're not in the NBA offseason, so we're not going to talk about the offseason and where everyone Just should yet. go. Not yet. But the Celtics are really good, and after what they did last night in Golden State, in Golden—that's very tough to do. That's okay. like going to Seattle and beating beat 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 by beating
1: by thirty almost. Yeah, I,
0: and I mean that's. And it, the Warriors weren't playing horrible. Game. That block by Jason Tatum, I watched it probably about eight hundred <laughs> times. I was like, "It's a foul, yeah. it's a foul." But then I got an angle and I was like, "That's just not a Queen. foul." It was just beautiful. Queen. It was at a bad pass. Kevin Durant fumbled the ball. Bo- yeah, whatever. But at the end of the day, that's how it is. So, Celtics are really good.
1: So this, we know we know what, this, what what a threat the Celtics are. The Rockets are on fire. No pun intended. I mean, <laughs> they beat the Raptors. Yes. 107 95 handily. They're now, they started the season 0 5, are now 14 games above 500. Chris Paul's comeback and added a huge spark. This is the team that sent the Warriors to a seven game series last year. We're actually it's winning Clint, in is the series. Back.
0: Not, is, is Clint Capella back? Is Capella back yet?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think, so. I think it's on. Yeah. So they have a full healthy team. Yeah. And um, this is a team that last year. Seven, took the Warriors to seven games, had the lead before Chris Paul went out. This is a team. A lot of people are saying, "Looking, listen, they're coming back to the form of last year. They can. They they took the Warriors to seven games last year. Think about what they could do this year again."
0: And last year, Chris Paul went down in game six. That's what five, I'm saying. Six, so yeah.
1: a lot of people are saying, "Well, if Chris Paul would have stayed in, they would have won." Who knows about that? That's not something we're going to talk about. But perhaps the Rockets can prevent really? the Warriors from even getting to the finals. Final. I don't Final believe spin. that to be true, but it's something interesting that you guys can think about. So now I want to talk about go back to LeBron for a second. LeBron James and the Lakers seem to be done this year. It right. seems that the playoff hopes are all but finished. I had a question brought up to us. Here's a question, okay, and it's an interesting one. LeBron James has never missed the playoffs in his entire career until seemingly this year. Right. Will this hurt his legacy or will it have no effect? <coughs> what do you think?
0: Excuse me. Um, LeBron, yes, I believe that LeBron James' legacy is hurt. Now, that doesn't mean that LeBron's not is still in the argument for the greatest of all time. Which anyone who knows me knows that I hate when that is brought up. Who's the greatest of all time? It's a different basketball. It's a different game. Times, everything, rules are different. It's easier to play. It's easier to score. People are stronger. People. Bl- LeBron's legacy is hurt because at the end of the day, it, it he finally got to a team who is extremely talented. There is so much talent on that team.
1: Raw talent, yeah, but a lot of talent. But
0: talent or not talent, that is an extremely good team with a lot of talent in it, and they should should have, I mean, not easily, they were in contention, LeBron James injury and everything like that, but yes, LeBron James at the end of the day, all he needed to do, not all he needed to do, he needed some other help, but LeBron James had, you know, just had to get his team to win the Last couple games they couldn't win. No, they played the Phoenix Suns, who have what 14
1: wins all year. Yeah, right. The worst record in basketball. I we mean, already ba- bid our farewell, farewell yeah. For yeah. Them. I mean, there a number so, of times, yeah.
0: There are so many teams that that they so many games recently that they should have won, they just didn't. Uh, I, so, yes, to me, this hurts LeBron's legacy, but not as the argument of this is the, he's not the greatest of all time or he's uh, the, the point is that he is it hurts his legacy that he finally came to somewhere that he couldn't also. It hurts his legacy because LeBron's been in the East this whole time. And a lot of people are arguing, oh, blah, blah. the East was very easy to win up till this year. This year, the Celtics and the Sixers and even the, I mean, there are so many teams that are just really good in that East and the Raptors. So there are really good teams. And he's in the West and he's playing in a division in a conference that has the Warriors and the Rockets and the Thunder and all those teams. And he's just not there. He's not going to be in the playoffs.
1: Let me set the record straight. This should not in any way, shape, or form hurt LeBron's legacy. I'm sorry, okay? It is crazy to think that a guy that's taken a team to eight straight NBA finals, regardless of conference, he misses the playoffs one year.
0: And you're going to say it hurts his legacy. And it hurts
1: his legacy? I mean, come on. I've I've also repeatedly said that they were 6-11 without LeBron. By the way, they were 5-12 without Lonzo also. So, that definitely hurt them. Yes, okay. they were worse without Lonzo than LeBron. Definitely hurt them. But the bottom line is, they were the number four seed in the West before LeBron left. Even if you want to make the conference argument, they were still the number four seed in the West, number one. Number two, I don't care how bad your conference is. If you can make the NBA Finals in eight straight seasons, you are freaking good. He's very and good, missing but it, a it will, it will And missing him. the playoffs one year should not... Should not... <laughs> Hurt your legacy in the slightest. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It should not. Now, will it hurt his legacy? That's another story. Unfortunately, I think it will. I think people will look at it and say, oh, well, look, I mean, look at this guy. He came from the Eastern Conference. (laughs) Eastern Conference is a weak conference. This first year in the Western Conference. Oh, and here he is. Look on the the outside looking in. It's the stupidest thing in the world. I'm sorry. I don't believe in that narrative. (laughs) Not at all. Do I believe that he would have made as many finals as he would have in the West as the East? Of course not. No, probably not. Probably not. Eight straight... (laughs) <laughs> no, of course not, because he has a Golden State War in his conference. Of course he wouldn't. But that, to bring a team to eight straight NBA Finals, and a lot of those years, he <laughs> didn't have great teams. Even on the Heat, I'm sorry, Dwayne Wade didn't play that well in those playoff runs. Correct. Like, he won three NBA Finals, went to eight straight... Beat the he, beat the he, Golden State Warriors in, in a enormous upset. Single handedly took that team back from three one. Kyrie Irving had a huge shot, but three one against a seventy three and nine team. Come on, how can this hurt the guy's legacy? I'm sorry, I don't agree with it. Will hurt legacy. Perhaps should it absolutely? I don't agree, I
0: don't agree with you. I'm sorry, it, it hurts his legacy. He's not there. He's not even, it's not like he's not making. You're talking about the finals. I'm talking about the playoffs. It should be it should be one of those things when you're LeBron James, you should be making the playoffs. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter if you're out. He would have if he wasn't out for 17 games. Doesn't matter. He was out for 17 games. He came back and he had a lot of opportunity and they
1: lost to the Phoenix Suns. I know they weren't playing well. I know they weren't playing well. Even when LeBron came back, I know they weren't playing well. But that does not mean... That you should blame the Lakers missing the playoffs to LeBron. It's crazy. Uh, I, I didn't
0: say I blame him for missing the playoffs. But I hurts. mean, no, I like got, to
1: the guy's balling still. He's still putting up LeBron like oh,
0: numbers. Not the only place I agree with you. You know, I saw somewhere and I don't remember where, but it, that, someone said this just shows you how good Kobe was because Kobe had not such a great team. That's garbage. And, and I said Kobe. Kobe didn't let anyone else play.
1: Okay, we can talk about Kobe But Reimer that's a different
0: moment. story. That's just the only way I agree with you. Kobe, do...
1: Kobe was along for the ride with Shaq for three years. Yes. And along for the ride, dare I say it, with Pau Gasol for two years. Derek Fisher. Pau Gasol is a first hall of famer in my book. Sh- Sasha Budich. He had some great players. Lamar Odom, six man of the year. Some great no. players. That's not even the point, though. The point is that LeBron single-handedly took eight teams. End of story. End of story. I'm sorry. This should not hurt his legacy. It will, but it shouldn't. Anyway. I'm also going to say that it's contingent on what he does in the next three years. If the next three years he makes playoffs every year, and let's even say he makes one or two um, championship runs, I don't think it'll hurt. Well, if people people forget about it quickly. If, if we're living in a world where people live in the moment, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately world, right? That's all people think about. Moment, moment, moment. Next year, he goes ahead and gets the number three, so He gets the four, so He gets the Lakers to the Western Conference Finals. gets gets the championship. Incredible run. People forget about it. Oh, of course. Anyway, on, do you have on the have to to close that?
0: On the topic of the NBA, before we continue. Okay. The New York Knicks are out of the playoffs. na na na
1: na 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 Hey, hey, hey goodbye. goodbye. They have also eclipsed the Phoenix Suns in the standings in terms of the Zion Williamson sweepstakes. E- by eclipsed, I mean they are one game. worst, <laughs> worst in the league. So, despite the fact that the Phoenix Suns got eliminated a week ago, a week prior to the New York well, Suns, that's why New they should have
0: beaten LeBron. They wouldn't have beaten the Lakers, and now they would be tied. The Phoenix Suns just that's ruined
1: sure. their chances at Lumberly Zion Williamson. Shouldn't have traded for Kelly Oubre. <laughs> anyway, New York Knicks. <laughs> 18 straight losses. Bid them farewell. You
0: got a lot of credit. 18 when, straight losses. When you're losses. trying to go after the number one pick, that, that is, is. That's how you do it. That's 18, the way to do it. And they're going to say. Out, and they're going to say that they don't know. Shout didn't out to own. those
1: boys for trading away Kristaps Porzingis and their whole future. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to the next topic that we have here. We're going to move on to Rookie of the Year. Okay, I was watching Luka Doncic the other day. Holy moly! I was watching him tonight against the Wizards. This guy. This guy. Is incredible. He's incredible. I mean, out of this, he's utter, he's puts, out of he ball. gets the ball. He puts his shoulder down, takes it right to the lane. He's he, For a big and guy, you shoot. don't think he's going to be fast, but he blows by everyone. Right. He can finish at the rim. He's a threat on the, on the outside to shoot. He can shoot from the mid-range. This guy's got it all. He's got the whole package. Yeah. He's a tall guy, too. Yeah. I mean, what what's this guy not have? Well, he's averaging over seven rebounds a game, too. This guy, five and a half assists a game. I mean, first of all, let's set the, let the record straight right now. Rookie of the year is not even close. Trey Young's come on as of late. Nah, it's not even close. It's not close. In fact, in fact, I don't even think Trey Young is the runner-up. I don't even think Trey Young is runner-up. I believe he is. I think Trey Young
0: is. The Trey Young has no one else really good on his team. He's got Kevin Herter. He's got um, no one except Kevin Herter. <laughs> really? He's got uh, Alex Collins. Is that uh, his name. Uh, I don't know Collins. I forgot his first name. I keep forgetting his first name. Oh
1: my gosh! Yeah, no, it's no, John no.
0: Collins. Alex, Alex oh, and is me, Collins. Oh They got Vince Carter. Oh, you're right. Vince Carter. You can't forget that. No oh, point. they have the Prince. They have the Prince. <laughs> Vince Carter. But at the end of the day, well, they they did have uh, Jeremy Lin also. That's true. they ruined that. So, uh. so, either way. To me, and uh, like we both agree, Luka Doncic is... Utterly, and there's a reason why the Dallas Mavericks traded away their entire team for Christopher Brzingis. Because next year with Christopher Brzingis, healthy Christopher Brzingis, they're going to be really good. Also, they're in the West, which is going to be so entertaining. But... Trey Young has had—he's the only guy on his team, literally, right? He—he's running a whole team. He's a rookie. He's playing really well. I don't see how Marvin, ba- Marvin Bagley has so many other players on his the team. There's 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 Fox. There's there's uh who even Willie Cauley Stein's on that team. <laughs> That's a name. And I mean there's just guys on that team who are, and the Kings are a really good team. How did
1: you know I was gonna talk about Marvin Bagley as the runner-up? I never revealed that. Yes, you did. You revealed it to me earlier.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I didn't reveal it on do the you show. Think, do, you think, do you think that we don't, talk about, <laughs> we don't talk outside of this, Rocky? No, of
1: course not. We just come up here and we come up with things on the spot. We don't prepare or anything. Right, so... So you think Trey Young should be the runner-up?
0: I believe Trey Young should be. No, I think it's also a stupid conversation because the runner-up doesn't get anything. It's no, cool. but I, I don't <laughs> like, I, but I do I don't like
1: narratives. I don't like narratives. First of all, let me just put this out there. Luka Doncic is ahead of every rookie in the league in not only... In not only advanced statistics, but in all basic statistics. He has more points per game than Trey Young. He has more rebounds per game than Trey Young. He's a better player efficiency rating. It's a better true shooting percentage, better field goal percentage, better three point percentage. Forget about it. It's not even close, okay? Luka is the rookie best here. rookie this year. He's a generational player. Now, when you're talking about Trey Young and Marvin Bagley, there's one problem I have with Trey Young. First of all, shooting 41.5% from the field is atrocious, needs to improve. <laughs> Needs to improve. Right, he does chuck a lot. He does. Now, granted, he is carrying a heavy load in Atlanta, but at the same time, who gives their respective team a better chance to win? And I'm talking about Trey Young, and I'm talking about Marvin Bagley (coughs) the third. He's the third, right? I thought that's really Marvin Bagley the third. The third. The third. Marvin Bagley the third. Right. Marvin Bagley is on the Sacramento Kings team. Granted, coming off the bench, but has still played 47 games this year. And he still averaged 14 points a game and 7.2, and 7.2 um, rebounds a game. And, and 7.2 rebounds a game.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I keep, you guys can't see, but I'm, I'm bothering Rocky back Come here. Come on, you, I had a whole thought process. Rocky he's, still, <laughs> he's
1: averaging 17 points a game. He's averaging, he's averaging 14 points a game. He's averaging 7.2 rebounds a game. That is, first of all, if you look at his field goal percentage, Obviously, he plays more around the rim. It's 51%. But in terms of who gives a better chance of ch- winning, the Atlanta Hawks are still sitting at the 11th or 12th seed in the East right now, whereas the Sacramento Kings are right there to be in the playoffs this year. Marvin Which Bagley. Be very
0: interesting, by the
1: way. Very interesting. And we can talk about the Kings different time. But Marvin team. Bagley is, is, is extremely efficient around the rim, shooting over 70% within three, three feet of the basket. Incredible mark, incredible mark. Way better than Trey Young. Trey Young is averaging 7.8 assists, but turning the ball over four times a game. Which means that's, a, lot. But that's also- a ton. That means for not for every assist you have about one turnover, which is crazy. I do not. I'm not taking an assist for a turnover. I'm not taking that. Marvin Bagley is a much less risk type of position, so therefore he's not going to have as many turnovers. Granted, but he is extremely efficient. He finishes. He has good field goal percentage. He's he's, he's good around the rim. He takes higher percentage shots. That's what you want as a team uh-huh. out of your player. Take higher percentage shots. Treyang's not doing that. <laughs> Does that mean he's not going to do it in the future? No. That forty that forty-two percent field goal percentage mark will go up. Of course it will. He's an extreme talent. I still believe he can be a talented he can be an extremely productive player in this league. Okay. But you look at you look at everything. I mean, even player efficiency rating, Marvin Bagley has the upper hand on Trey Young by three. I mean, surface stats, advanced stats, look at the turnovers. Marvin Bagley produces more to his team than Trey Young does. Trey Young comes as a starter. I will put this on the trains a starter. He carries a heavy load on that team. Marvin Bagley does not. He comes off the bench. But who produces more to their team? I think at this point you got to say it's Marvin <coughs> Bagley in third.
0: Okay, now I have to say, though, I don't like that turnover number that you threw at, threw at me because most point guards do get a lot more turnovers than a big man.
1: 7.8 assists to 4 turnovers is a terrible ratio.
0: Oh, terrible. His ass- well, his assist numbers need to go way up. As a point guard, they should be in the 10-11 numbers.
1: No, well, well not, not necessarily. I'm not talking about that. First of all, he still has to learn how to maneuver and pass the ball around a little more. That's of he course, needs
0: to, he needs a he you needs cannot
1: be you RJ cannot, Barrett. <laughs> you cannot have one assist for every. You cannot have one turnover for every two assists. Sure. Not even right. A, a good ratio, which is what Chris Paul normally him gets, is one to three. So you want to get one to two and a half, right? One to one to less than two is te- one to one point eight is terrible. I'm sorry, it's terrible. It's, it's 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 unacceptable. He's hurting the team more than he's helping the team's chances of winning. Not that he's not a talented player, he is. But Marvin Bagley is improving his team chances of winning. So if I'm looking at rookie of the year in terms of who gives their team a better chance to win, who's producing more to their team, then I think Marvin Bagley deserves the runner-up. So I think it's a narrative. Oh, Trey Young, look, he's coming on of late. He should. He's definitely the runner-up. Should he even be behind Luca? No, he should not. But Luca is far and away the rookie of the year this year. In fact, Trey Young's not even number two in my opinion. Okay.
0: No, wait, before we continue, yeah, please, please Trey Young today. In an interview, or is it yesterday? I
1: saw what he said. I saw what he said. Oh, yeah, you come think on. I didn't see what he said. Oh, he you said, I'm going to
0: quote. A lot of people probably didn't. And I'm going to quote. He they, goes, when you, can, you can say whatever you want about size, because he's a smaller guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, But when you're the most dangerous ma- person on the court, it doesn't matter. To
1: me, that's a hero. That and, he a, dollar, is a, that and a dollar will get you on the subway. Now, I also. You, 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 these guys run their mouth dollar. They can talk all day. I know it's not a dollar anymore, but that's <laughs> the expression of old. Anyway. <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, I, I just think guys love to run their mouths, and that doesn't mean anything. I saw what he said. I saw what he said. <laughs> I'm going with Marvin Badley, runner up. Okay. So, over here, we're going to end with this, but a very exciting new segment is being started on the Rocky and Meisty show. And that is. I we're didn't know go- about this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Meisty and Noah, I surprised him here. No, he knew. He knew. He knew. We, we discussed this. <laughs> that is that we're going to go through every single NFL team throughout the off season. In all of our shows, we're going to break down another team or two, depending on the segment. And we will break the team down, talk about them for just 4 or 5 minutes, real quick, the rundown, what they need, what their strengths are. We're going to start with the AFC East, so we're going to run through starting with of course the New York Football Jets. J E T S. Yes. Sam Darnold is a guy that had his ups and downs in his rookie season. But is he finally came to his own. Finally came to his own. In the last four or five games of the season, fantastic numbers, except for the game against the Patriots, the, th- the, th- the three games, three out of the four last games of the season actually had the best PFF grade out of anyone in the league. Incredible numbers, incredible numbers. From the from from a clean pocket last year, another, another little-known stat about Sam Darnold. From the clean pocket last year, Sam Darnold was the second-best rookie in the league last year, an 83 passer rating from a clean pocket, only behind, of course, Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold has potential. I still have hope for this guy, I mean, listen, his first career pass being a pick six did not look good. But he had a rough start to his rookie year. He, it got better. I think he can improve this year. I still think he can be a legit quarterback for for the New York Jets. Before we move on to other positions and other strengths, what do you think about Sam Dawn? you think he can be a legit player in this league?
0: I think the Jets finally, finally found, just like the Browns, finally found their guy.
1: But you think you don't think he's going to be as good as Baker?
0: I'm a very big Baker guy. Um, I think Blake Baker had a great see- uh
1: a great, great By the way, I'm sorry. His pass rating in a clean pocket is 93, ninety three ninety ninety three. Not eighty-three, ninety-three, ninety-three. 94. Wow. 94. Very good for yeah, but keep keep on going on, please.
0: Um so yes, I'm a big Baker guy, and Baker is gonna be a bright future, and I'm excited to see that. At the same time, Sam Darnold, he's very lucky that he's coming to the league now because Tom Brady now yes, Tom Brady win another Super Bowl? Probably. But uh the the Jets have a long a long way to go. So he'll be there for ten fifteen years. I would say, let's let's put it out there. Let's say he plays ten more years on the Jets, without Brady there, th- that opens up a whole new hole. Um, at the same time, I'm also going to say that Sam Darnold has not many many great players around him. So the Jets have a lot of work to do. They've it's a lot of players in the off season. They I mean. For some reason, they're 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 running trying to get, Le'Veon Bell. Just to me, makes no sense. But they have to build a team around them. Now they have a guy like Robbie Anderson, who is really good. He's very talented. Uh, he's he's a great athlete, and that's a start. But that's not a big name. They need a big name receiver. They need to build an offensive line, which there are a lot of offensive linemen out th- these days who are. There's always offensive linemen around the league. Well, if they put together a great offensive line and a good receiving core. Their defense will figure it out themselves. Cause and and yeah, I think Sam Darnold is ready to roll. I think Sam Donald is. I mean, the Jets were the Jets fans. I know Jets fans who were so excited when when the draft was coming around that Sam Donald. they I, I I thought I did not see Sam Darnold in college. Say I was not a big fan. I did not. He was not in a big. I mean, his college was great, but they weren't. You know, I didn't. I
1: don't know. But Sam Darnold is really good. Yes. Um, I want to say a guy I really like, Chris Herndon, on the on the. Uh on the Jets, tight end, starting tight end, had thirty nine receptions last year, over five hundred yards and four touchdowns. Yes. Big body guy, he can he can stretch the field. Sam Donald security blanket last year. Quincy Enunwa can't forget about him. I mean, they have a good receiving core. It's in place. I I, I think they the need Jets, a big name though. They, they do. They need to add pieces. Their offensive line. They have they have Kelvin beat Beckham, which had a pretty good year. But other than that, I mean, they need to add pieces on the offensive line. There's no question. But in terms of offense, I like their receiving core. I like Herndon. As I said, I like uh, Rob Anderson. I like Quincy Enunwa. Sam Darnold can definitely, if he develops into a solid quarterback, I think we can see good things out of the Jets offensively. Defensively, they actually have a good defense. The Jets have a good defense. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The Jets have a good defense. The Jets have. You, you gotta look at first of all that secondary is incredible. That secondary with Jamal Adams and with Marcus May.
0: And there's a lot. Also, there are a lot of there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of safeties
1: and cornerbacks and I forget it and about the, Tremaine Johnson. Who actually had a fifty six and a half passer rating allowed. That means quarterbacks, when they threw to him in his direction, only had a fifty six and a half passer rating. That's Third enough. in the league amongst quarterbacks. That's all. Third I, in the league. And
0: there's so much there, and like I was saying, there are so there are so many uh, defenders right now in the league who are free agents. Free
1: agency market is stacked it's with the huge. defensive players. But the, the thing is the Jets have good defense. They need improving the offensive line, they need the offensive line. They they have interior defenders and they have a good second they need pass rushers. Not here. They need offensive linemen. Yes. They need those types of players. If they add those, Sam Darnold, I think, has the qualities and has the capability to develop into a solid NFL quarterback. If he has a supporting cast around him, the Jets can the Jets can do something. The Jets can do something. I mean, it's been a while since the Jets have been relevant. They made the playoffs a couple years with Mark Sanchez, but since Joe Namath they've never made a Super Bowl. Right. So uh which was in which was I mean <laughs> you know, fifty years ago. <laughs> but they do have to pay the Patriots twice. Yeah. That's true. A I do want to say of?
0: that real quick. Yeah. Not, since we're on the top of the NFL, and I don't want to forget this, Adam Schefter today reported yeah. that the Bears, and I know we're not talking about the Bears, we're talking about the Jets, but I do want to say, because since we're on the topic, the Bears signed a quarterback, a kicker, sorry, a kicker. Okay. And guess what his name is, Rocky? Chris Blewett.
1: Chris Blue that's is a very, kicker. That does, that's not a very good look for the Bears.
0: No. They signed Chris Blewett. And when I saw that today. Chris Blewett! Chris Blewett is his name.
1: Okay. And he's- You've ne- I've never seen such a an, 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 a an orthodox name. Yes. first name and an unorthodox last name do- in the same sentence. But he's a kicker. Chris, his name got is Chris every got every Chris, per- every other person in, in the U.S. and Blue it. Never heard it before but in my life. And Blue it as a Blewett, kicker. Just like, wow.
0: I, but to me, that was unbelievable. Watch
1: this guy become the best kicker in NFL history. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be now, that would be at incredible. That would be incredible.
0: same time as well. Um, you know, we always we talked about the NFL draft in the past, and we talked about the rankings, and I don't know if we mentioned it on the show or if we mentioned it outside the show, but we kept saying how, you know, when the, everything first started, uh, Kyler Murray was low down on the draft pick, and today I was just looking at everyone's mock drafts and there he is. one, one, one like we said, one, one, let's get a hot drive for that. One,
1: we one, predicted that one, eventually Kyler yeah. Murray would climb up to number one. People are saying they expect the Cardinals to pick him at number one.
0: Yes. And which so. means that the Cardinals are gonna have a lot to do. He's I mean, do you know that Dwayne Haskin is not even uh, according to Chris Sims, he's not even in the top eight in quarterbacks coming to the draft.
1: Yes, he's number three.
0: No, I'm sorry. Dwayne Haskins is not, I'm sorry, he, Dwayne Haskins not, not is, is not you know, even sensitive. top. Not, yeah, Drew two. Locke,
1: according to is, is, is number right. is number two. That's an interesting thing to look at. I know. We're going to have to talk more about the draft and more about the quarterbacks later. But for right now, we're running out of time.
0: What else, Rock, what else do we have today? That's it. Something. We have something else to talk about. We have to talk about the upsets that happened this week in the, in, in no,
1: the NCAA. No, wait, 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 But show, any...
0: because guess what? You'll have to come back and listen. E-
1: we're running out of time. Yeah, we we're, are. Running we're out running of time. out of time. I mean, Meisty likes to extend this podcast for some reason, but there are certain points where you Love have podcasts. to. Yes, absolutely. No, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun, but at the same time, I'm getting a little, you know. Anyway, we, we're going to have to wrap it up. We're yeah. going to have to wrap it up. Okay, please come back next time. Please don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can text us at Google. any time. A lot of places. Google. Now. We're on we're everywhere. We're on everywhere. Just yeah. look it up and you can find Follow us.
0: Follow us on Instagram. Rocky what's, our, and what's our Instagram handle? Rocky and Meisty. Spell it for everyone? R-O-C-K-Y-A-N-D-M-E-I-S-T-Y.
1: And that is our same handle on Twitter. Please follow us there as well. Subscribe, as I said. Listen, share, and have an amazing weekend. Yes.